Michelle Barnes has served as the Executive Director of the Helen R. Walton Children's Enrichment Center since 2000. She holds a degree in business, early childhood education, and an MED in early childhood leadership. During this time, she has supported the field of early childhood education by collaborating with Arkansas State University and Department of Human Services in roles such as consultant, trainer, and assessor. Additionally, she served on the Arkansas Early Childhood Association Board, Invest Early Council, and Governor's Early Childhood Commission. In 2015, she was awarded Women in Business Honoree. Strongly committed to ensuring all children have access to high-quality care and education, she began the HiQ Center to collaborate with 400 Northwest Arkansas Early Childhood Centers by providing training opportunities, resources, and support services. Finally, she drove a team of experts to design and build the first healthy campus in America, eliminating six classes of chemicals from construction to classroom materials. The campus opened in spring of 2019 and will act as a model for healthy practices in early childhood education. Please join me in welcoming Michelle Barnes to today's podcast. Thank you so much, Michelle, for taking the time um, to join me this morning and share a little bit about your story. Um, well, let's begin with how would you define stuck? You know, um, when I think about the word stuck, I think about being trapped, um, the inability to move forward. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think that happens in either a cycle or sometimes it's a specific time frame for me. Mm, that's really good. So being trapped and the inability to move forward. And I think a lot of us can relate to that because we have seasons in our life where we do feel stuck and just trapped and we don't know how to move forward. So let's talk a little bit more about that. What ways um, do you see yourself as having been stuck and about how long were you in those places? <laughs> you know, um, now that I've hit the 50 year mark, I I <laughs> I look back on this and think, oh my gosh, the number of times I've been stuck in situations throughout my lifetime. You know, um, a lot of times it's it could be something as small as, do I speak up? Do I speak my truth? How will people accept that? Mm. To things like um, situations at work or even my failed marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are, her, are are situations sometimes that we find ourselves stuck and unable to move forward. You know, as far as how long I've been stuck, um, I kind of laughed about this. Um, <laughs> sometimes it's it's a matter of a few days or even months. And then there have been seasons where it's literally been years. Mm. Yeah, it's a wide range, huh? Absolutely. Um, Let's talk a little bit more about, um, so you mentioned a couple of different situations in which you've been stuck. So one in your career, another was just not knowing when to speak up and when do you speak your truth, when do you not? And I think that's really valid with just all that we're going through now kind of as a country and as a community. Um, But then you also mentioned your failed marriage. Um, So which one of those would you like to kind of delve into a little bit more if we could, just so listeners get a better idea of kind of what it might feel like to be stuck. And then, of course, eventually we're going to talk about how we came out of it. But 
would you like to delve any more into one of those areas? Sure. You know, I think um, the most recent situation that I faced uh, was was my marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was a situation in which I found myself um, stuck for several years. Mm. Um, the, the, the marriage was volatile. Um, I found out that my husband had had an ongoing affair for over five years. Mm. Um, and I think for myself, um, I was worried about not just failing the marriage, but failing children, failing Mm -hmm. my family. Mm -hmm. How would people perceive this? Um, and because I felt like, or at least for me, um, that, um, this was only impacting me. Um, I sometimes have a tendency to stay stuck for longer periods of time, Mm -hmm. but we can all look at this and say, but it doesn't just affect you. It affects everybody around you. Right. That's really good. So, and I know there are a lot of people who can relate to a relationship that didn't work out or a friendship that went sour or just something not happening in their favor that they expected. Um, you know, and in your case, being in a situation that was volatile, um, you know, there was an, there was um, infidelity and just having to deal with that and the, the fear of failure and of what people think. Cause I think especially a lot of times as women, we um, fear what people will say and how they view us. And we always want to be looked at, um, you know, favorably. And so we kind of have the spirit of people pleasing. And that's something that I've had to work through too over the years. So how would you say, um, that you kind of work through that, your failed marriage, getting unstuck and not, um, you know, putting so much weight on what people thought of you, but really being able to move forward. You know, it's amazing when you're in a, a, a cycle. And for me, this was a cycle. I created false truths for myself. Um, I, I don't have the financial means uh to, to move out. Mm. Uh, I don't want to disappoint the children. Uh, my parents had been married for 53 years. Uh, why didn't, what did I do wrong to not have that type of marriage? Mm-hmm. I, I think we create all of these things that perpetuate being stuck in that cycle. Mm-hmm. For me, it started with faith and prayer. Um, mm. I think I had to come to the realization that um, I was putting these boundaries on myself, um, that I was creating false truths for myself. Mm. And so it really became first a a little bit of an internal battle Mm -hmm. and and saying, wait a minute, these these really aren't truths. You can Mm -hmm. stand up on your own two feet. You can speak your truth. Um, you can do it financially. It may not be in the way you're most accustomed to, but you can move forward. Yeah. I think, um, you know, when I really thought about this, uh, one was one small step forward for me. Mm-hmm. 
And that was uh, when I realized actually that there was a second affair going on. Mm. I immediately picked up the phone and called three people. I called my dad, I called two of my dearest friends, and I called those individuals because one, I trusted them completely, and I knew that they would hold me accountable. Mm. And I knew that that had to be my first step for myself on this journey, Mm -hmm. Um, that I had to say it out loud. I had to own the situation in order to take that next step. That's so good. Yeah. To own it, to see it for what it is and then be able to do something about it so that you can get unstuck. So that's so awesome that you reached out for help. Um, A couple of trusted friends, your dad. And what would you say, we're backing up a little bit, but what was the breaking point? What did it take for you to get to that point where you realized, okay, I've got to do something different. I can, you know, try to figure out how to make it on my own. You know, I I think for a long time, I I thought that the only person that was being hurt by the situation was myself. Mm. And when I started um, realizing that this was having a larger impact on the children living in the house, and granted, they were all adult children, um, but I realized it was hurting them. I realized that I wasn't being me and therefore Mm. I wasn't producing at the level I should in my work life or with my friends or with my family. I'd really kind of withdrawn. And when I realized when I made that, those phone calls and heard the sigh of relief that Michelle was coming back, I Mm. realized right then and there that I really, um, it wasn't just me that my silence was actually hurting a lot of people around me. Yeah. And a lot of times that that's the case. It's, we think it's just us and we can, we'll be fine. We'll just get through it and we just keep plowing through, but it does affect so many other people in our lives, whoever we're connected with. And people do start to see that we're changing on the outside, that we're not the person that they used to know. We don't have that light in us or whatever it is that they knew Michelle to be or Coletta to be. And so um, although they can see it, we can't always see it on ourselves. So what was it you took? um, The first step was calling out for help and calling to those three people. Um, Also (laughs) began with faith and prayer. You mentioned that. What were some other things that really helped you get unstuck and be able to kind of... um, work through a failed marriage. You know, the next was just, I I realized I needed baby steps weren't going to fix the situation. And I realized I needed to take a really big leap of faith and, um, knowing myself and I, I am, um, I, I'm an empath. I I have this um, desire to nurture and help everybody and sometimes Mm -hmm. at the cost of myself. So I realized that if I didn't do this quickly, uh, that once again, I would just find myself back into the cycle that somehow I need Mm -hmm. to help my ex-husband through this. Mm -hmm. I I need to be there for him. And as as twisted as that may sound, I, I realized where my limits were. 
So for me, it was taking a huge jump of faith. And uh, within a 30-day period, uh, I filed for divorce, was divorced, and um, downsized my life and moved out. Mm -hmm. Wow. And, and, you know, the reality is with any situation, this was about a year and a half ago, you find yourself in small setbacks. Mm-hmm. But I realized, hey, you know, God's been there. Your friends and family have been there. Um, you did it. You can stand on your own two feet. Um, mm-hmm. It's okay to make a slip now and again. Uh, yeah. But remember to kind of stand up, dust yourself off, and continue to take another step forward. Right. And that big leap of faith is so important because like you said, you got to the point where you knew small steps, baby steps weren't going to get it this time. It was going to take something drastic and a real commitment on your part to uh, moving forward. And so for you, it was just, you know, filing for divorce and getting that whole process done within 30 days and actually moving on. So that is so awesome that you were able to do that. And what would you say to someone who's listening who may just feel like they don't have the strength to do that? It's just um, even as bad as the situation is, it just feels more comfortable to stay. Um, How might you encourage them that there is something better for them and and that they can do it? You know, I I completely understand where they are uh, in that Mm -hmm. situation. I have a lot of the same thoughts. And the reality is this. We're stronger oftentimes than we think. And uh, we're worried about, uh, this is at least my known failure. The idea Mm -hmm. of taking a step forward and making another failure, that seems daunting. And I don't know what that looks like. The reality Mm -hmm. is this, um, when you know it's right, it will always work out. Um, I also, one of the things that I've, I've really have been doing more and more for myself is speak the things that you want into the universe. Um, mm-hmm. and oftentimes they come to you, um, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes in, in the strangest of ways, but speak it, put it out there, surround yourself by people that don't want to see you in this perpetual cycle but rather will hold you accountable for moving forward. Um, I really think that that's an important piece. And then just have the faith, the trust. The reality is you're not going to fall on your face. Right. That's so good. Um, Yeah, I want to go back to what you mentioned about creating those false truths. So you had a lot of those... in your mind, like, I can't do this. I'm not strong enough. I don't have the finances. I can't leave this marriage, but turning each one of those false truths into the truth. And of course we get the truth from God's word, but it's knowing that I can do this. You know, God created me for more. Um, God has a good plan for my life. Um, I am strong, you know, through, even though Um, through my weaknesses, he is made strong. So I am strong. And so turning those false um, truths into the truth that we know um, that comes from God. So I think that's so important um, because from that, we're going to receive the strength and the courage that we need to take that big leap of faith um, as you did. 
So knowing that we're stronger than we think we are, we're not going to fail. We're not going to fall flat on our face. Um, speaking what we want and put it in, putting it into the atmosphere. And that's so important because um, a lot of times we have thoughts in our mind, but if we say, I want a better life, but we never say it and speak it out loud. And so that's the next step to actually speak it into the atmosphere, to see it start to happen. And then, as you said, surrounding ourselves with those who are for us. Um, so of course we have people that aren't for us, who want to see us fail, um, who want to hurt us. But there are so many more people around us who want to see the good in us and who believe in us and who will encourage us through the whole journey. And so it's surrounding ourselves with those people, with everything positive that we can come into contact with. And then just trusting the process and trusting God to get us through it. So those are some really helpful things um, that you've shared. And so now looking back, because you're about a year and a half out from kind of this process, um, how is your life different now that you've kind of gotten unstuck out of that cycle? Like you're rebounding from the failed marriage, you're moving forward. How is, how is life different? You know, all those false truths um, that were there, I realized really how false they really were. Um, one, mm -hmm. we're not randomly placed on this earth. Uh, we're placed here for a purpose. Each and every person mm -hmm. has value. And I think sometimes we forget that or we undermine mm -hmm. that in and of ourselves. And so for me, I, I realized, gosh, I am a lot stronger than I think. Guess what? Financially, I can do it. Um, and you know, the first couple of steps were a little difficult. And when you move mm -hmm. from one way of life, um, uh, which was a nice home and, um, I first went into an apartment and, uh, because it was available immediately. And then I mm -hmm. went into a small house and I realized it's, that doesn't define us, um, we are home for, for the people around us. My relationships uh, with, with the children, with family, with friends are stronger because of this. Um, mm. Financially, I'm getting back on my feet. Uh, work, I feel more productive. Um, I, honestly, it's like, um, <clears throat> it's like the, the clouds that you couldn't see through have dissipated and now mm. we can see a future in front of us and anything's possible. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. Anything is possible and there are no limits, you know, whatever we usually place limits on ourselves, but there are no limits. We can do anything. And as you've said multiple times, we are stronger than we think we are. It's just taking that first step, which those first couple of steps are a little scary, a little shaky. But if we can do that, then things just start to fall into place as we work the plan. And then, um, like you said, we gain a lot of times stronger relationships, you know, people that were there all along that uh, we're able to grow in a different way with those people and um, and become more productive at work and our career. And then I think, like you said, it just opens our perspective to the new things that God is bringing into our lives. So it's like the haziness, the fog, the cloud that comes from being um, in those hard, difficult situations that starts to move out of the way. And then we can see a bright new day. We can see the sun shining. We can see, you know, the great things that God has in store for us. 
but it all starts with that first step and taking that big leap of faith. So um, do you have any other advice um, for our listeners, Michelle, just anything else that kind of stands out that really helped you um, through this process? You know, again, I think one, believe in yourself, Um, you know, and when you believe in yourself, when you care for yourself, you're able to do so much for everyone else around you. Um, But when Mm. your bucket is empty, you have nothing to give back. So I think it's really important that sometimes we have to start with ourselves. You can't change anybody else in your life. The only person Mm -hmm. you can change is the person in the mirror. And um, when I stopped fighting that, when I stopped trying to make a marriage that wasn't going to work um, and, and, and trying to force it. And, and pull back and just say, okay, I got to care for myself in this situation, then everything starts mm-hmm. to fall into place. And so I think that as women, oftentimes we feel our role is to take care of everybody else and us if there's mm-hmm. time. And I think it's really just the reverse. Take care of yourself first. And mm-hmm. then that full bucket that you have, you have so much more to give to everybody else around you. Yeah. I love that. So give of yourself from a place of being full and not empty. Absolutely. And so, and we can only be full by taking care of ourselves. So self-care is so important. And like you said, as women, a lot of times we put that on the back burner. It's like, uh, if I have time, you know, I'll take a nice relaxing bath tonight. Well, that never happens because you don't make time for it, you know, or if I have time, I'll take a, you know, a nice stroll um, through the park or just sit and read a book, whatever it is that self-care looks like for us. But we always keep pushing it back to the end of the list and to the back burner. And a lot of times we don't get around to it. And so we do continue to give out and help others and be a great wife and be a good mom and be the best employee we can be and all these things, but they take from us, you know, they, they all require energy. And so if we don't have something that's replenishing and refueling that energy, we will become drained. And then we can't help others. Like you said, if we, you know, if we are not whole, we cannot help anyone else. So believing in yourself, taking care of yourself first and others second, that's awesome. And then just look, changing the person in the mirror because we can't change anyone else. We can only change ourselves. And so it's looking at that mirror every day and saying, how can I bring the best me to this world? How can I bring the best me to my job and to my family? What is the best me? So any final thoughts for our listeners, Michelle? This has been so encouraging and helpful um, as we move forward and try to get unstuck and, and really delve through some of those false truths that we create for ourselves. And so I really love um, that term. And hopefully it's given our listeners something to think about what false truths they've created in their lives and in their minds that have kept them stuck. So any final thoughts? And then we'll let people um, find out how they can connect with you. Absolutely. You know, at the end of the day, just remember you are placed on this earth with a purpose. And right now, whatever situation you're stuck in, ask yourself, is this what I was placed on the earth to do? And likely we're going to look at that situation and go, no, I can't imagine this to be the burden that God would want for us. And if that's the case, then we can trust that, that God's got 
the right path for us, but we've got to let go. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's better to deal with what we're stuck in because there's a sense of comfort. You know what it is, but the reality mm-hmm. is there's something so much better out there for you. Um, you just, you have to have yeah. that trust and that faith. Definitely. So we all have purpose. I love that. We all have value. And so asking ourselves that question, is this particular situation where I am right now in life, is this what I was placed on earth to do? And if we can, if we say no, then we've got work to do (laughs) in some way we've become stuck or immobile or trapped. And so it's, we've got to do the work, take that big leap of faith, take those steps to get to that place that we were placed on earth to do. And then letting go and just letting God come in um, and get back on the right path. So that's so encouraging. Well, Michelle, this has been wonderful. How can listeners connect with you? Uh, Absolutely. They're welcome to reach out to my email. Uh, It's Crimson Petal. So that's C-R-I-M-S-O-N, Petal, P-E-T-A-L-M-B, as in my initials, Michelle Barnes, at gmail.com. Perfect. I love it. Crimson Petal, MB at gmail.com. So feel free to reach out to Michelle. I'm sure she'd love to keep the conversation going. She's doing a lot of great work right here in Northwest Arkansas. Um, you can talk to her more about that. But thanks again, Michelle, for the time that you've taken. I'm so proud of you on your journey for getting unstuck and that and just seeing how God is just restoring and making things um, how they should be as you're serving your purpose. So that is so awesome. Thanks, Coletta. I really appreciate you taking the time with me today. Thank you so much. Well, enjoy the rest of your day and listeners will look to see you next time on the Beyond Stuck podcast.